0: Welcome to Euractiv's Tech Brief podcast. My name is Stefan Hartmann, your technology reporter. This week we look at the specific business model of tower companies. For an overview of all things technology in the EU, sign up to our free newsletter or visit the website euractiv.com. This is Euractiv's Tech Brief podcast. Today we welcome two speakers. Our first speaker is a member of the European Parliament for Renew Europe Group, Mr. Ivars Ijabs, and our second speaker is a member of the board and chief legal officer advantage towers, Mr Christian Zommer. And to start, Ivars, could you start the discussion giving us some context about the Gigabit Infrastructure Act, the directive it will replace, and the digital decade targets it is trying to reach?
1: Yep. Thank you very much for having me on this podcast. Well, the main idea behind this uh, proposal by the European Commission is to start implementing those uh, high uh, targets that have been already politically posed uh, some time ago. I I was part myself of that team working here in the European Parliament on the so-called digital Decade, which also is trying to cover the future uh, digital infrastructure in europe up until uh, the year 2030 and one of the points is that yeah each and every household has to have a gigabit per second internet connection well and this re- legislation is trying to uh, implement uh, in a not just a directive but also a, regu- a, a regulation which uh, would, uh, in a very stringent manner, impose certain ways how do we achieve this particular goal. Uh, as you correctly mentioned, there was an, uh, a previous version of this legislation, which was, wasn't was a regulation, that was a directive which was called Broadband Cost Reduction Directive of the year two. 2014, uh, which also tried to achieve uh, similar goals, but uh, it didn't achieve its goal, for example, in terms of authorization of new networks being installed, how do you grant those permits? Uh, The current version is trying to cover it. And uh, probably one of the main issues, which is at the center, I presume, of the public debate is, of course, the access to infrastructure, the shared infrastructure issue. Uh, which in the current version affect not just some kind of physical infrastructure on the ground, but also towers. Uh, for example, it affects also the street furniture and things like that. How they are to be accessed by networks and by uh, new connections. And in that sense, of course, we are trying to make, uh, uh, well, Europe 5G ready, but at the same time, of course, we are affecting with this legislation interests of many businesses and, and many companies and many interest groups, so the political process is not going to be very easy. The second one is, of course, the issue of the permit granting, and the new thing which is being introduced by this regulation is uh, there is a tacit authorization in four months, which means that. Well, uh, if the local or regional or whatever national authorities don't grant a permit in four mon- months, that doesn't me- does, that means that the permit is granted, which means that well, you just can't make that bureaucratic procedure too long. The fourth uh, issue is about all networks. Uh, operators being transparent about their networks and their works being planned and this affects not just digital but also electricity gas water transport and all all possible networks in order to make this Well, uh, installment of new infrastructure, more coordinated, for example, if, if some kind of a pipeline is being renovated at the same time, you can also install a digital fiber network in the same district or in the same place. And the fourth uh, point in this legislation is about new and substantially renovated buildings, that if a new building is being built, there is a norm which requires it to be fiber ready, which means that there should be an access point, there should be infrastructure in order to, well, make that gigabit uh, available in all the flats, all the offices, all the industrial rooms, and so on and so forth. Uh, Well, this is just a short overview, but at the same time, yeah, the ambition is very high, but the political process is just starting, of course.
0: Thank you, Ivar. Thank you for such a good description of uh, the Gigabit Infrastructure Act, what it changes uh, compared to the broadband uh, cost reduction uh, uh, directive. Um, So let's dive into uh, something uh, specific, uh, Christian. Um, Could you explain us briefly what is uh, a telecom uh, tower, uh, as mentioned, And um, could you also explain us uh, the specificities of the business models of tower companies?
2: Yeah, thank you. Um, Of course, pleasure to do so. So thanks a lot for having me Um, and probably starting with a super quick introduction about us as being one of those tower companies that you mentioned. Uh, Vantage Towers is a company that was founded in 2020. So we are very young, headquartered in Germany and we are and regard ourselves as a prime example of a pan-European company with a significant presence in 10 European countries and an extensive portfolio of more than 84,000 tower sites. So what is our mission? Our core mission is to connect people, businesses, and devices across both urban and rural areas. Uh, We do that by specializing in the construction and the management of passive infrastructure tailored to the needs of mobile and wireless networks. And that includes so-called ground-based and also rooftop towers designed to support 4G and 5G technology. Montage Towers plays a vital role in accelerating the deployment of 5G technology. Uh, We are committed to deploying thousands of new towers across Europe in the coming years and literally investing hundreds of millions of euros in that process. So you mentioned tower companies. Uh, Vantage Towers is one of those, often referred to as a tower co. and we are essential players in the telecommunications industry. Uh, we specialize in the construction operation of passive infrastructure, such as communication towers. And these towers serve as critical components of mobile and wireless networks, supporting both 4G and emerging 5G technology. They are the physical structures um, out of steel and uh, concrete, sometimes even wood, that enable the transmission and reception of wireless signals. Now to the business model. Um, the business model that we have is centered around infrastructure sharing. So tower codes like vantage towers act, as we refer to it, neutral host. That means that we build and manage our towers and then rent them out in terms of space available to the various mobile and wireless operators. By providing space on our towers to multiple operators, we first of all reduce the financial burden on them. And this in turn facilitates the rapid expansion of wireless networks. And another crucial aspect of our business model is promoting healthy competition in the telecommunications sector. So by making it easier for new players to enter the market, we encourage innovation and better service quality for consumers. By fostering an environment of infrastructure sharing, we also contribute to a more competitive telecom landscape. And this, in turn, encourages innovation and ultimately leads to improved quality of service for consumers. So, Vantage Towers, in summary, is dedicated to supporting the achievement of the 2030 digital decades and the advancement of telecommunications in Europe.
0: Thank you very much, uh, Christian. Um, and looking at these uh, at these uh, digital uh, targets, uh, uh, as you mentioned, um, maybe Ivars, uh, you could explain to our listeners what are uh, what were the reasoning and the objective of the European Commission when uh, they suggested to include uh, regulating tower companies inside the Gigabit Infrastructure Act, and the reasoning of uh, European Parliament. Rapporteur, of the text Aline Metuta, when he suggested to keep this provision uh, in his uh, draft report?
1: Well, uh, first of all, I have to stress that, uh, well, without uh, private businesses, just like Vantage Towers uh, and others not be, well, with them being on board uh, in implementing this legislation, uh, we can proceed because, uh, well, of course, uh, well, we, we all know that not the European Commission or the European Civil Service is going to introduce all those uh, digital uh, infrastructures everywhere. At the same time, uh, you might ask, uh, why do not leave this particular access to towers uh, part- uh, well, or to other infrastructure in the hands of free market? Uh, because, well, as just... The colleague explained uh, uh, this is a highly competitive uh, field. Well, what Commission is proposing, to my understanding, is that where there might be cases when there are, let's say, only two. Uh, well, that when the market is concentrated in a very few hands, which might create a situation when, uh, well, smaller providers or smaller networks who don't have their own tower infrastructure uh, would be uh, pressed to pay unreasonably high prices. For that reason, I would uh, follow this approach by the European Commission. But what I still need is explanation, what does this fair and reasonable pricing and fair and reasonable Access mean, which is right now written in the proposals, that each and well, that the 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 infrastructure, including towers, should be provided to all the possible uh, consumers and networks. Uh, for fair and reasonable price. So I still need uh, the explanation, what does it mean? But the idea is that that market shouldn't be too concentrated and that should be, there should be some kind of a level playing field in accessing that infrastructure. I think that this idea itself is legitimate.
0: Maybe um, to you, Christian, could you explain to our listeners your, your position about uh, this uh, provision? Yeah, absolutely. Um,
2: Thank you. So firstly, I think it's important to understand, uh, and let me emphasize this, that we appreciate the idea of reducing red tape and lowering access deployment costs. That's a given. Um, However, we do have some uh, serious concerns regarding the inclusion of tower companies or tower cores within the scope of this act. And probably let me clarify on a, a couple of points why that is. So firstly, the rationale behind this inclusion remains unclear to us. The uh, European Commission impact assessment lacks sufficient information on the issue we are supposed to address. To my mind and our mind as as an industry, regulation should ideally be based on a clear understanding of behavioral patterns within the industry. Second point. The proposal employs an ex ante measures, including access based price regulation, without initiating a proper market analysis. So, price regulation is typically reserved for cases of significant market power or dominance. The necessary criteria and empirical proof of that SMP significantly market power haven't been established at all in the case of the tower market. The third point is that the competition among tower cores is currently functioning very well under the existing legal framework. There is a very high demand for new tower sites, both through so-called built-to-suit or BTS, as well as mergers and acquisition MA activities. So healthy competition does exist in securing the best sites. Another point is that we believe we are not a bottleneck in the industry. If our prices fail to be competitive, Um, customers have the option to turn to other tower cores. The market self-regulates in this manner. Uh, Additionally, experiences like the Tillman model company from the United States have shown that disruption can occur even in areas with limited site overlap. The proposal also does not recognize the unique aspects of our business model. The legislation was conceived with operators in mind who may not be inclined to share their business models. This omission leads to uh, incongruity and does not account for the cooperative nature of our industry. The introduction of regulations, particularly related to pricing, could potentially discourage direct investments in the sector. And this would create unnecessary regulatory uncertainty, undermining the sector's appeal to investors, So, our investors are willing to support us, but assurance regarding regulatory stability is crucial, and that's currently uncertain. And the last point, it is important to note that overregulation leading to reduced investment capacity will ultimately impact consumers and businesses. The deployment of additional tower sites could be delayed or halted due to compressed margins resulting from price regulation. Mobile network operators' efforts to densify their networks will also stall as co-location options diminish. So consequently, consumers and businesses will experience reduced network coverage, compromised quality, delayed 5G availability, and potentially even higher prices due to fewer choices amongst mobile network operators. This is a scenario we would like
0: to avoid for the benefit of all stakeholders. So we understand that... Your point of view is that there is no bottleneck, that this market is not too concentrated, that it self regulates. Um, maybe, Ivars, could you take us through the amendments uh, suggested by uh, your colleague, also member of uh, the European Parliament, regarding uh, tour companies? Uh, and could you maybe mention, especially those of a uh, shadow rapporteur from the European People's Party, uh, Ms. Vinci, and share your opinion? Uh, with us on with regards to, to these amendments?
1: Well, uh, we are talking about amendment which tries to create some kind of a difference between uh, independent and dependent tower companies. Basically, the idea is that, well, there are those tower companies which have telecom operators among their shareholders and there are is- quite a few of them in Europe and there are those companies that are purely tower companies which are not owned by any telecom operator and her proposal about the wholesale only definition is that basically we're trying to cover all of them. Let's see uh, what happens and I think in the further process we should still stay involved uh, with the industry and with all the companies in that field because over-regulating that market. Uh, wouldn't be a good approach to my mind, but the political debate is uh, just starting, and this is an old philosophical issue which usually is confronted here in the European Parliament of how much power should be left uh, to the market, uh, that the market uh, would create competition, and at the same time, of course, well, uh, there are markets where this competition is limited and infrastructure has historically been one of those markets where, where, where the competition tends to be rather limited. But uh, right now, I think that there are quite a few other important amendments in, in this file, but uh, but l- let's see how the process in the parliament goes.
0: And maybe uh, for our listeners, um just a, a quick uh, explanation. So the definition of wholesale only uh, means that uh, tower companies would should not have uh, uh, operators into into the, the board uh, of uh, shareholders. Uh, if uh, my understanding is right, uh, maybe Christian, you could you could maybe elaborate on that and, and share with us your point of view regarding uh, this uh, this amendment. Uh, Do you agree that uh, independent tower companies should be regulated uh, differently than others? So, indeed, some MEPs
2: have proposed amendments aimed at addressing a specific issue. Um, The suggestion is, as we just heard, keeping tower companies within the scope of the uh, Gigabit Infrastructure Act, or GIA, to benefit from faster permitting and rollout and reduce rollout costs as neutral hosts for the mobile sector, while exempting them from pricing obligations. So, it is essential to recognize that amendment from MEP Angelica Vincic, and we understand the latest compromise amendment uh, to introduce regulatory ex- uh, exemptions exclusively for a specific category of, as you mentioned, wholesale-only tower cores. This means the exemption is based on the ownership structure of these companies rather than treating the entire sector fairly and without discrimination. Uh, And I'd like to elaborate now a bit as to why we find this distinction potentially harmful. So, first of all, the European Tower course market is still evolving rapidly with ownership changes and market structures developing swiftly. Uh, Tying any market provisions uh, in the GIA to a wholesale-only definition could hinder the regulation from being future-proof. Second, referring to wholesale-only operators would establish two different regulatory regimes for Tower course disrupting a currently well-functioning and highly competitive market and preventing it from becoming a true pan-european market third the european 5g infrastructure still requires substantial investments and this provision by adding regulatory uncertainty and reducing sector attractiveness could hinder these efforts and slow down 5g deployment and fourth Ultimately, consumers and businesses would bear the brunt of this regulation limiting tower cost investment capabilities. It could, as I said before, delay or halt the deployment of more tower sites resulting in reduced network coverage, compromised quality, cheap and cheerful is what comes to mind, delayed 5G availability and potentially higher prices due to limited choices amongst mobile network operators. The way we see it is that as an alternative to the reference of this so-called wholesale only operators in the compromise inverted commas amendments, we would suggest a wording based on a fair criterion that could be applied to the entire tower course sector. In our mind, it would be much cleaner and much fairer to say tower course providing access to more than one hosted operator should not fall under the regime
0: of the GIA. Uh, now we would like to leave uh, leave you the floor, um, Ivars and Christian, uh, as you wish, uh, for for sharing uh, your conclusions uh, on this matter.
1: Well, uh, thank you very much uh, for uh, this debate. First of all, I have to say that this particular item is an extremely important one because we in the European Parliament, especially the Renew Group, we want to keep uh, business on board. At the same time, of course, well, there are some legitimate involvements in, in certain uh, elements of free market. But what I wanted to emphasize is also that this legislation is not just about sharing towers. There are quite a few other interesting issues that might be, uh, well, worth discussion in, uh, because, uh, well, for example, the transparency of networks, uh which is the idea of georeferencing all the networks we are having, which on the one hand would really help to develop those networks of gigabyte everywhere. At the same time, it also creates new vulnerabilities because, well, that would also help some bad guys uh, wherever they could come from uh, to see which are the most vulnerable points of our infrastructure. This is also a part of this Gigabit Infrastructure Act. And, of course, the point how to make uh, the licensing and permit-granting procedures more streamlined everywhere, because right now what we are having is 27 approaches, 27 different legislation, and 27 different bureaucratic traditions. This is what we should help avoid by means of this particular legislation, also taking into account, of course, the the interests and the view of uh, the network operators and the owners of the infrastructure.
2: Yeah, thank you. Um, and if I may uh, conclude as well, so first of all, let me let me re-emphasize um, that we, in general, see the Global Infrastructure Act as something um, that was started with a lot of positive intention and indeed, uh, as the colleague just said, um, it has some very, very important elements for the industry in it that we wholeheartedly support. What we are a bit afraid of as outlined before is any obligation on prices that would create regulatory uncertainty with negative effects on current and future investment. This to our mind would risk limiting tower ability to promote infrastructure sharing uh, and attract additional undertakings providing or authorized to provide public electronic communications networks as customers. So in conclusion, The GIA's inclusion of tower cores in the definition of network operators could have unintended negative consequences on the sector's investments in connectivity, infrastructure. Tower cores already have the necessary incentives to share their physical infrastructure, and the GIA could discourage them from doing so by imposing additional obligations and restrictions. We need to make sure that Um, the necessary investments in 5G can be made by all tower codes in a fair manner and that all citizens and businesses, including in the most vulnerable areas, can benefit from 5G availability at affordable prices. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you very much, Ivar and Christian. And uh, we will be continuing to focus uh, on uh, the Gigabit Infrastructure Act uh, in the coming uh, weeks and months. That is all we got. Time for this week. Don't forget to sign up to our free Tech Brief newsletter to stay on top of tech news and digital policy developments in the EU and beyond. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast published on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. This episode was produced with the technical help of Evie Kiori. I am your Théophan Hartmann, and thank you for listening.